1: Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky.
0: So, to make ourselves and hopefully you feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week, We'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or
1: hopefully how they're not coping.
0: And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of
1: parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. <laughs> and can you say, Josh Widdicombe? <laughs>
0: Oh, there we fu- go you're excited that crew yeah that is my three-year-old Lila Rose who found your names hilarious hopefully a fan of you guys when she grows up just a shout out all the young dads and mums who listen I'm 25 with two kids a seven-year-old and a three-year-old and a third on the way I' also oh, 18 when he had his first yeah good on him legend my oldest has been asked if he was her brother on a few occasions <laughs> other kids just don't expect me to be their dad I know, but then you're going to be a really cool young
1: dad. when you, you Really to go, cool young get, dad. Yeah, because so he's got a seven-year-old. So in 10 years' time, he'll be 35, like my age, with like a 17-year-old.
0: Yes. Absolutely smashing it up at the Euros. Yeah. I personally have taken sacrifices being a young dad as I've missed out on doing many fun things with friends. Lockdown has really allowed me to drop out the people who don't seem to bother with me and sh- allowed me to concentrate and work hard to support my family. You guys are amazing. And even though there is an age gap with me and you both, parenting at the age of... All
1: right, mate, you're not 15. Don't start giving it a large one.
0: You're 25. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm getting off this geezer. (laughs) He's writing in like with fucking Ian McKellen and Dame Judi Dench. (laughs) I'm 35, mate. I'm in my fucking prime. Give me that shit. I'm peaking at 40. Although I don't get a lot of the references, you old relics, put into the podcast. I do. (laughs) Say that. <laughs> anyway, good on you for dropping out the dead wood. You yeah, gotta do that. Uh, that is Ryan Smith from Milton Keynes. Go Thank on, Ryan. You, Ryan. How has your week been, Rob? Um well, to be honest, this week
1: I've been working a lot and Lou took the girls to Sandy Balls. Oh, a caravan park. Come on now. So come on, behave. I've come on now. <laughs> I feel like you should start. Okay. I've got a well, few bits not I need dwelling to talk on about. Sandy Balls. No, I don't think he should dwell on Sandy Balls. I think he should move on. Okay. No, no,
0: I wasn't there. They no, I just the name Sandy Balls.
1: Oh, yeah, that, I think the, the caravan park probably started that as a laugh for a bit of banter. Yeah, but no, but then it took off as an actual legitimate, right. okay, as a legitimate, place. legitimate business. Yeah, it's a legitimate business now. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's called Sandy so Balls.
0: Are you telling me you've not done much parenting? Because I've got some terrible news, Rob. I've yeah. not done much parenting either. <laughs>
1: Okay, right, this, we're up against the wall here. We're a minute in. Don't worry, I've got some Instagram. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Hang on, let me go through my notes. Oh, I've got a couple of things I can talk about. Uh, yeah, I've, got a couple,
0: I've got a couple of things. I, well, I've got a couple of dusty anecdotes. Let's get them off. <laughs> if, if you start telling an anecdote about weaning, people are going to know. <laughs> This is no. no no. I've got I've got something
1: that's quite funny from The Lion King when we went to see oh, yeah, The Lion yeah. King. Um was um when we was in like the the like little bar area, they had some music playing in the background before we went into the show when we was getting mm. drinks and stuff, and it was all sort of quite nice sort of songs. And all of a sudden, you know the Lily Allen song, Fuck You? Yep, yep, and that came on, and I yep. was like, so weird. So weird. Obviously, someone's just got their iPad, iPod on shuffle. iPod. How old am I? Their phones, whatever it is, Spotify, Sonos, something's on shuffle. Yeah. And that, if you don't know that song, it is literally just "fuck you" yeah. all the, I, the whole thing. "Fuck you, fuck you very, very much." Fuck. And it played for about two minutes, and there's just kids everywhere, and and all the parents were looking around, and I was like. This, cut, this must be an accident, and then all of a sudden, was anyone else look Was anyone else clocked it? Yeah, a couple of people, but you didn't want to make too much of it in case the, yeah. in case that you know. For example, it had here's some of the lyrics: "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you very, very much," and
0: that, that that's the chorus basically. Do you know and I um, often argue with people because I think Lily Allen's one of our greatest pop stars and a superb lyricist, <laughs> and I don't feel at this point that my. <laughs> I often find my myself caught in this argument because I'm such a, I'm such a kind of, I'm a big That's fan a real, of Lily Allen. I didn't know you had such a
1: strong opinion on Lily Allen. I, I like Lily Allen. I think, I think she's, she's great. Fucking but,
0: amazing. Yeah. Um, we should get her on this. Oh man. Hopefully I, she's done some parenting. Help us out. <laughs> I just think she's. <laughs> How you been, Lou? Well, I'm in a theatre production at the moment, so I'm not doing any parenting. Um, <laughs> this should be a Rose and uh, Lou podcast, really. They, yeah. They've taken
1: a, a real hit this week. Um, but um, no, no, so basically, this song was playing in the background, and then all of a sudden, I saw like a absolutely panic-stricken 21-year-old, probably a drama student graduate that's working behind the bar, herring through... <laughs> People out the way, launch themselves at their, you know, cassette player or whatever it is they've got them hooked into the system. Um, but yeah, that re- that really made me laugh. All parents panic on theatre. Middle class parents go, Oh my god, there's a swear word on the on the thing. Oh my god, oh my god. Theatre closed back up after it reopened eighteen yeah. months in. Just Did Andrew Lloyd Webber do you... kicking down the door, ripping it <laughs> out of people's ears. Um, oh,
0: but yeah, so that that's something that's that good. happened at Lion King. So that's done a bit of parenting. that's one minute forty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about my week, Rob. Fuck, fuck. I knew it'd run dry at some point, Josh, but not now. Not when they're five and three. So I'm going. So I've the reason I haven't been doing much parenting. Yeah. Um You've left Rose. Yes. Yeah, so I've <laughs> left Rose. And I didn't realize This is a great angle though, doesn't it? it you does. know, access the I, court system. I think it'd be a bumpy few months, but eventually. <laughs> when I became a kind of Lawrence Fox figure, it would get awkward. But um Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh so um when Ooh. I... God, imagine that being your dad. I know, mate. it's God, stressful. <laughs> I... What's your dad do? <laughs>
1: oh, stuff. He used to be an actor. Now yeah. he hates everyone. Have you heard of Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, I think with that, how many shows are there on telly that someone solving crimes with just one name? I know. Do you know what I mean? Like Lufa, Lewis. <laughs> it's like lot, there's Moss. so many crimes. Morse. Frost, Frost. That's it, I, I think loved it. Frost. No, what um, what's the other? What's the lady one? There's a lady, Melda Staunton, and it's just right. Is it it's just called like Rose or something? Oh, is that know. one? Vera, Vera.
0: Remember I, when Pauline Quirk from Birds of a Feather was in Broadchurch? I don't know. I've never seen Broadchurch. Someone told me about Pauline Quirk. I don't know if this is true. Go on. That she never stands up in a scene. Come on. That way, I, mean, I can't be true. Come it- on. <laughs> stands up in a seat sorry Rob I wouldn't bring that I'm on normal weeks but I know in the situation we're in <laughs> right don't worry I've got a silly Black anecdote don't worry about
1: it so Pauline Quirk, let me do Pauline Quirk st- standing never stand. she's got to she can stand, she can she, stand. I'm not she, saying she's mate, like I'm um, that she American president st- if she can't stand she would have been on your show yeah, but uh, you know, since you've yeah. done the Paralympics and last leg for years, yeah. if Pauline Quirk's got, got a disability and you don't know about it, you need to yeah, sack exactly. your researchers.
0: Oh, no, I wasn't the, saying she's got a disability. I think it was just saying oh, yeah, she
1: called her lazy. Yeah. Okay, Um No, I think I've seen, there's loads of photos here of Pauline Quirk um, stood, up. Uh, stood up. Yeah, look, there is. Um, how Pauline do Quirk. Do email conqu- in if
0: you've seen Pauline Quirk stood up.
1: How Pauline Quirk conquered her dieting demons. What did you do, Pauline? Stand up! <laughs>
0: I Sat tell? down, not moving.
1: <laughs> I think she's lost a bit of timber. To be fair, look, Actually. according to this, she's um, got a
0: string of um, theatre schools in like the Reading area that I always see adverts for when I'm on the train. Really? Yeah. The Pauline Quirk School of Acting. Yeah. Um, right. Anyway, um, should I and, tell oh, you about? Cilla my black. Week? Oh, Apparently, okay. Cilla
1: black. Oh, <laughs> demanded to be uplit all the what time. Do you mean? So, like when she did TV filming, yeah. she didn't want to be lit from the top. She wanted to be lit from the bottom. What? Like she's obviously- telling
0: a ghost story? <laughs>
1: yeah. But look, I this could be absolute bollocks. Yeah, this is a lit right? But apparently she used to be up lit, which is fine if you're on a TV set because you can design the lighting yeah. to like you in that way, OK? And people might go, oh, my God, like I'm demanding how you're lit. I've been out for dinner and, and had selfies with just a 40-year-old bloke So go, oh, can we move here for the lighting? What the fuck <laughs> has happened to people? <laughs> fuck off, mate. You're 45, you've got a rugby top on from Toffs and now you're worried about the fucking lighting? He's bouncing off your big bald head, anyway. Can you believe about twenty years ago, a forty-year-old bloke going, "Oh, can we move for the lighting?" Like, I don't even know about the lighting. And apparently, I'm in, I'm in the arts and telly. <laughs> apparently, um, but no, But the reason why I did, I've not done much parenting. is I, I recorded my audio book this oh, week, John. Oh yeah, Josh. how was it, Rob? Right, I'm going to tell you what happened on the first day. Or we'll laugh about it, then we'll unpack it, right? Okay. I went there. Yeah. And full of beans in really good, yeah. really good space oh, at the moment. We yeah. got there. It was a tiny audio booth. I sat down, had a panic attack, cried, and had to go home. What? I know. I've never... (laughs) I don't think I've had a panic attack probably ever or about 15 years ago. Yeah. I don't really have... I suffer with a bit of anxiety, but I don't really get panic attacks. I'm sort of aware... Because also, there was no pre-nerves or anxiety at all. Because I've done hundreds of hours of voiceover. Yeah. And I just got there and basically just all swelled up and I think basically what it was right I don't know if you have got this I didn't know these people they're lovely but there's yeah. three people I've never met before the room was tiny honestly the audio box it was like a box with no windows there was about the size of you know where the bus driver sits <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was that but no windows and tiny where the walls were like touching my shoulders I'm oh, not really God, that yeah. claustrophobic I've got a bit more claustrophobic since this? lockdown somewhere in East London right so I went there and I think what happened was I sat down and I, so there, there were three trigger points, right? For this panic yeah. attack. One was the tiny box. It was too small. Yeah. And I I need to see a window of the producer to feed off them. So you I couldn't even you. see them? No, no, I could see no one. It was just, oh. there was a window. It would look like a kind of flat pack box that you'd, you could set up anywhere in the world and it will be perfect sound. Like yeah. but it was tiny. I'm, you know, like I'm basically a chair in it. Like you were David I'm, Blaine, I'm like, smaller than that, smaller than Blaine's box. Okay, we're talking. <laughs> so Anyway, so I think I think it's good to talk about this because it happens, and I think other people might get yeah. might feel they have similar situations. So I'm going in bowling full of confidence. I haven't got the kids. You I'm haven't even thought people.
0: about. You haven't thought. I'm stressed. You haven't
1: that feel good. Feel great, okay. Um, Got meeting people for drinks after. Think I'm gonna get loads of sleep this week. Blah blah blah. I know how to do voiceover anyway. So I think it was threefold. the tiny box. Yeah. One was because I'm dyslexic and I had to go to speech therapy as a kid. Yeah. And I was terrible at reading out loud. I didn't really comprehended it. I was, I wasn't. I mean, you're not, you don't perform yeah. an audio book; you just read it out loud. Where when I do Steps Go Dating, I sort of make it up as a go. There's, there's, there's a guide. Yeah, you're not. Just,
0: you're not reading sixty thousand words.
1: No, and I just improvise, and it takes two hours or whatever. It's yeah, not three you can't days a in book. a row of seven hours. So yeah, so dyslexic. Even though I've written it, I'm not very good at reading, especially out loud. And um, uh, the speech therapy I had to do. So that was, uh, was like a childhood trigger. And then on top of that. I sort of basically realized cuz I'm quite honest in the book and there's some upsetting parts of it. I was like, "Oh my god, this book's actually going to everyone's going to read this or hear this and I've got to say this now out loud and I've going to have to say stuff that's going to make me upset in a box in front of strangers and I can't read or speak out loud, right?" And all this just like blew up in my head. Oh my and I just gosh. got hot, went red, couldn't just couldn't calm down my breathing oh. and got all upset and then I just I went so I went outside for a walk to try and calm down. And then I just went back in. I, I, I was, you know, a rung loo and I couldn't really calm down. Oh, my God. And then I was just like, right, and then I calmed down a bit and I was like, I'm not in the right headspace to do this today. But what I would have done is, years ago, suppressed all those feelings yeah. and got through it a bit like yeah. an emotionless robot and then it would eventually blow up in a few weeks or a few yeah. months' time. So I was quite proud of myself because I went back in and went, I'm really sorry, I've had a panic attack, I'm going to have to go home. <laughs> I can't do this. So I went home, and
0: then awful, awful thing to ask Rob. Yeah, were they recording, and will it make the book?
1: Fuck those mate. I don't know what they. But they, the, the look in their eye was like I've been like possessed. Also, if you don't know me, properly, yeah, of you have course the me first the day they met you. <laughs> To the
0: right? What a first impression?
1: What a first impression? Yeah, so because I would have in the past been really like, oh my god, if I don't do this, I'll, I'll, you know, I won't. People will talk, and I won't get employed again. And they'll go, yeah, well, yeah, I can't yeah. do this right. but I was just like, no, it's quite a big step for me to say and yeah. admit. I've had a panic attack. Don't worry, I'm going home, and then I'll be all right tomorrow. So I went home, and you know, sort of unpacked it, and I sort of was thinking about it and worked out that oh, it's because you're nervous about talking out loud from school. Like, I can talk all day like yeah, this. Yeah. Reading out loud, it's it so it's childhood triggers.
0: It's so confronting because you're like I. I used to get that thing when I used to have to do presentations at school and stuff. Yeah, yeah. where my voice would go, you know. Mm. So I'd go bright red, and then my voice. Yeah, uh, and you, exactly. you can't regulate your breathing, and suddenly you've got all your breathing. And when I did, um, I did the Ford for Acasters book. Uh, oh yeah, and I did it for the audio book. And I only had to read two pages, but I couldn't get my breath when I was doing it. Yeah. And they had to keep telling me to kind of calm down. And it yeah, was yeah. really, it was a weird experience. because, well,
1: Especially when you're so confident. Look, I'm
0: so yeah. confident
1: in my job and I know I can do it. And I'll go out. You could send me out in, on stage for an hour with no material in front of a thousand people. I wouldn't just be fine. I'd love it. You know, Yeah. but I just, my head completely went. because. what so was day two like? well, so I went home and dealt with it, but then I went in day two and the basically they did move it to a new studio, which made a huge difference. Cause Abbey Road. it was more, yeah, Abbey Road. yeah, basically we just took over um, a television center and I just sat in the middle, <laughs> No, like, it, but it, it had like a proper seat and uh, you know, there was space yeah. and stuff like that. And, um, and then, yeah. And it was, so one of the girls was what came back from the day before. And then, cause it was a different studio. Obviously you have to use the producers that are in that studio. So yeah. it was two new people, um, yeah, so Charlotte and Penny and Sean were so lovely.
0: I've never seen you again. I've never seen you again.
1: I've got a couple of salty emails here from.
0: Yeah, so that will be the only
1: time they've ever met me, having a full panic attack and never meet me ever again. And then they'll so... turn on TV and you're being chirpy on League of Their Own and they're like, oh, yeah. this guy's yeah. got a fucking cheek. Well, exactly, but that's why in the book I have been honest about that. And other times I felt like that. But so I've got you, you know, because you, you, you do have two sides of you. You can on be all chirpy, but then those sort of moments yeah. happen. And I think me having to admit that and say it out loud, because I've never really admitted it before, made me get upset. But anyway, we changed the studio. There was Charlotte there, Sean and Penny, and they were so lovely and so kind. And I went in and I basically said, yep, yeah, sorry about yesterday. I basically had a panic attack. And then it nearly happened again, but I, was, I did some breathing, like yeah. regulating my breathing. Um, and because I've done therapy in the past, I've I rung the bloke that I'd spoke to in the past going, mate, I've had a panic attack here Help me out. So I chatted to him for a yeah. bit. And he helped me calm it down and regulate my breathing. So I went in and then I got really upset doing parts of it, but then I, I calmed down. So I've done two days of it now.
0: So you've not finished it? it?
1: No, so I've got one more day next week. But, I'm, but now I'm, I'm over that mental yeah. block. But I, it would have been so easy for me when yeah, I was totally. going home, upset, to go, ring, mate, just get josh or tom allen to do it or whoever wants we will pay someone to do it i'm not doing it but i thought no you've got to go back and do it but it was really hard but i'm, I'm I going just, to say it, would, I, it wouldn't
0: have been easy to get me to do it rob i'm never recording a fucking audiobook again in my life <laughs> <laughs> but also so like when you're reading it out though like I, you read no, it I, out i did really it, enjoy it to be fair but I know now I mean. speaking I, to you my complaints yeah. about needing some throat tweets feel very very weak <laughs>
1: I had a full emotional breakdown. Yeah, and then went back. but I needed, but then I needed a back. tune. Yeah, but then when I went in the second day, and I would sorted it all out and dealt with it, and like, okay, Robert, you're gonna you're gonna just surrender to the emotion. At points, you'll be upset reading this book, but that's part of the cathartic process of letting it all out and being honest, and rather than suppressing it and lying yeah. about your feelings. I was like, okay, I got in there, and then obviously at the start of a the book, there's always like the dedications, and I was like, and no, I just follow, and the girl, <laughs> Oh God!
0: no, like, oh, Rob,
1: but I, I got it together, so hopefully you'll enjoy the audio, but oh, I mean, just get it oh, out no. of intrigue, because I don't know I what's d- going to be in there. didn't do
0: the dedications, Rob.
1: You didn't do the dedications? Not in the
0: audio book. No? No.
1: I've had it to an emo- emotional, emotionally vulnerable man to do first. Get me on the banter chapter. Yeah,
0: yeah, get you on the mock the week chapter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is what I want to talk to you about, Rob. Oh, yes. That you phoned me up. Oh, yeah. Uh, to uh, because because they were worried about a legal note in your book.
1: Yes, so I had a few notes in my book come back. Um, one for a laugh in the book. I've said that you're um talking about mock the week and uh, how like it's sometimes competitive to get to the microphone for the ending mm. and how hard I find it being five foot eight, to walk to the microphone when you're up against like Hugh Dennison, Chris eight. Addison. Because they're all like over six foot two, aren't they? Massive
0: yeah. geezers. Dara, big long legs. Massive. he's massive. even doesn't even have to walk to the mic, but they've still no, got he, someone <laughs> massive there. But in the book... He, he's I like said, Pauline Quirk.
1: Pauline Quirk. R.O. Brand and Pauline Quirk are basically <laughs> birds of a feather. <laughs> they fly together. They sit together. <laughs> anyway, so in the book, I've said, as a joke, obviously, because this isn't your height, but I say yeah. it semi semi seriously. Poor old Josh Whittacombe, who's only five foot three, has to employ a really fast leg shuffle to get there before the <laughs> others. So I picked five foot three because I think people might actually believe you're five foot three.
0: Yeah. And
1: then that just could be the, the, I don't, the I truth. Don't, I don't think
0: they would, but yes, that's fair enough. But but if I said you were three yeah, yeah. foot two, yeah, yeah, of course, they wouldn't yeah, believe yeah. that.
1: So I said you're five foot three, but they asked me, I need you to say, Is it okay? Do you give me permission to say that you're five foot three in my book? Because
0: they're worried I'll sue you. That potentially. Uh, yes. I, I, would, I, do, I do give you permission, Rob. I would quite like you to sue me, though, for PR. I think it would be great for PR. Because I slag you off so my pathetic. book, and it came back with no legal notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said my dick's three foot four, didn't you? Yeah,
0: exactly. No, yeah. there's a bit where I'm talking about my gran, who used to sit and watch TV and slag everyone off, right? Yeah. And I say that these days, obviously, if you don't like someone on TV, you can change the channel. But in those days, they only had four channels. But I put, in these days, if you don't like someone, in brackets, Ramesh Ranganathan, Rob Beckett, etc. Nice, yep. And the lawyer has come back and gone, that is totally acceptable. Really? Yeah. People do hate them. People do hate these guys. And then he he described all the shows he hates about us. Yeah, he actually got 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 on board and said, could you flesh this out a bit more? (laughs) I just want to know, what is it you hate about them? What is it you hate about those two men? Let's get down to the, the nitty-gritty of it.
1: Um, anyway, we should stop talking about sorry, books. Sorry, let me tell I you think, about my week. I think that was a fair thing to talk about, though, because whether it is going to audiobook well, or... Well, we're talking about our your... weeks.
0: We're talking yes. about our weeks, and we do
1: digress. That is Yes. I've got an actual parenting thing to talk about. Okay. So before they went to Sandy Balls, yeah, um, I took them down to my mum and dad's, right, to visit. Yeah so but they had swimming lessons in the morning and then um, so Lou took them swimming lessons and she was going off to see Hamilton on opening night right Cause she's obsessed yeah, with that I've got
0: some bad news for you Rob. it's been on for, oh, it's been on for years oh well Hamilton it's not opening night mate. No, this
1: is this is a, a musical by Andy Hamilton the, oh, the, um, super the writer player. of Outnumbered All right. All right, okay. and the uh, have I got news for you yeah, okay yeah yeah, she's just a big fan of his. So Lou took him swimming and then gave him to me. About midday, we drove down to my mum's, okay? So obviously, we're getting there a bit later. We're getting about one-ish, half one. And they have a play. My mum and dad take them to the park and to the beach. I'm doing a little bit of work. I didn't even do much parenting there, to be honest. They just all took them away. So they took them to the park, took them to the beach, and they came back and we played at my mum and dad's with the toys and stuff like that. And then... Um, so we didn't leave till about eight, 8 o'clock-ish, about half 7, 8 o'clock, because we got there late. So I bathed them at my mum's, and then, which I loved, just a different bath. I yeah. put them in pyjamas and chucked them in the car. Yeah. And basically, I chucked them in the car about half 7. They've been going to bed probably about half 9, 10 p.m. Oh my on God, average. Rob. right? So like, just because it was the heat wave ruined everything, yeah. basically. So um, they've been going to bed late because it's the summer holidays. Anyway, I put them in the car at half 7, drove them home. They were asleep by about quarter to 8 in the car. Yeah in their pyjamas, got home, picked them both up, put them in their beds, went to bed. And then I was indoors by half eight, quarter to nine. They went to bed earlier when I'd driven them from Margate than they would (laughs) have. (laughs) <laughs> in our apps. You know go, no, I can't come down to Margate and I would to disturb their sleep pattern. They, they their, their sleep pattern's better if I'm driving them home from Margate at 7pm. Are you going to do that every night? I think I might have to. That's, that's our new routine. Our <laughs> new bedtime routine is I, driving I drive them to Margate. I drive them to, drive them to Margate about midday, drive them home in the evening, bedtime. And actually, I got more than evening by driving them home from Margate at half seven than I was getting by being at home with our stupid routine that don't work anymore. Oh,
0: mate. What what are you going to do? What was the next night? Did it just click back into the old routine the next night? Yeah. They're just out crying out loud. (laughs) This is something I want to talk about as well. I think people
1: will appreciate this as well, Josh. I don't know. Has your daughter got an iPad or a device or anything that she Oh, We've got an iPad, yeah. Um, Right. So what do you have headphones for it when you're out and about? Like if you're on a train or, you know, On holiday, at breakfast or something, or lunch, Um, where you just panic and get it out? Or or, or what's your rules with the iPad? When does she have it? Oh, Rob.
0: I'll be honest with you. Yeah. We're very lax. (laughs) We're very lax indeed. But she's not interested in it enough for it to be problematic. Yes. Well, the iPad usage got problematic in lockdown when we were just, Mm. you know,
1: going mental. But now they're only allowed it weekends. Um, The iPad. They're not allowed it during the week. So they just have it on weekends. It's on a Saturday morning when we're getting up a bit slow and lazy. Like a divorced dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I treat their iPads like fathers for justice. (laughs) They've got Superman and Batman. (laughs) I have
0: once more access to
1: the child. And then, and during the week, I take their iPads and put them on the top of St. Paul's Cathedral. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway. But, but but so what we do is they've started like having the iPad quite loud, like in the yeah. car or in the house. So we've got some headphones headphones and I think the rule should be if they're out in public, in your house it's up to you, but like if they're out in public and they're, or they're at like a dinner table or a lunch table near you at a theme park or a hotel, they, they should have their, head, their headphones in. They can't just have it yeah, out loud. Yeah,
0: understand. That's that. not acceptable, don't you think? Yeah, because totally, it, It's totally not like it's that. expensive for headphones, is it? No, exactly. Although I've just lost mine, but yes. Oh no! Really? Yeah. Where'd you lose him? Oh well, I'll tell you all about it, Rob. It's been my t- my tough old week, but carry on. So what? what what's the what's the uh, situation?
1: Well, the situation is, I don't think. Can I say? Yeah, of course. Get him some headphones. or turn that. That that's
0: rude, isn't it? I think I think you can say the get the headphones. I think there needs to be a movement. Uh, what in 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 the world? Just, I think there needs to be an acknowledgement if your child's oh, having. Oh, with a other they the should, children,
1: other yeah, not mine. Oh, if sorry. At the table, I'll either make them have it really, like, really low, yeah, so they don't. I don't, can't I hear don't or be
0: listening to Bing when I'm in Pizza Express. No, exactly. You know, give me at least Bluey.
1: Yeah, you know, something I like. <laughs> um, but I just think that is really rude. But I think as a parent, sometimes you forget that your kids doing that and it's out of yeah. order because it's like,
0: yeah, you know. I remember being in a restaurant on holiday, and before I had kids. And a parent just getting the iPad out for their kid at dinner. And I remember vividly thinking, I would never do that. Oh, that is that is bad parenting. Engage. Chat. Let your child be in the moment. And I, I, I have changed. I just can't believe I was ever such a twat.
1: Also, as well, you go like, no, you are not on your iPad, and then me and Lou once said that to him, and we sat back in our chairs and got our phones out and yeah, looked exactly. at it. You are like, what the fuck's going on? It's yeah. just because it's smaller, don't mean it's all right. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've got some texts, I've got to look at Instagram, but you, you, you need to engage in doing that coloring, please, because yeah. your brain is forming. I, yeah, I just, just need to
1: make sure if anyone's liked my photo of me at a beach from yesterday, <laughs> actually. So, I am tired. Oh, something. yeah, let's talk about your week, and then I've got Instagram messages, Josh. Okay, cool.
0: We can go through. Yeah. Why are
1: you tired, Josh? You've been busy, ain't you? Well, I'm working every
0: night, Rob. till 11pm, right? And then I'm not getting to sleep till one.
1: So hang on, talk me through your day, because this started on Tuesday, so yeah. this is going out a Get, week, so you're a week into, into this. midday. So how many days in a row is this
0: you're doing? This is 12, uh, 13.
1: 13, so you're halfway through No, now I'm not, this it's is day done. four that we're recording on. Oh, well, we're recording on day four, but when people hear this, you'll have been about a week into it, another yeah. week to go. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this is your day, every day. So get in at midday, live 10 till 11. And then I'm not able to sleep for a good two hours. So get to sleep at one. Yeah. And then my son wakes himself up by shitting himself awake at 5am. Like all the best do. Like all the best do. I'm looking at four hours a night, Rob. So
1: okay. I've had to implement. Can you not sleep in and Rose, it looks Was like, it just they wake you up because she's in the room with you. He's in the room with me. Okay, yeah. So you can't really sleep through the sort no, of shit and, and also the screaming. I'm,
0: trying, I'm ending up using the morning to do stuff because I haven't got any time in the day. Like this podcast or like meetings, this podcast. Exactly. admin, Exactly, account. life, admin. So I had to ask uh, the, uh, the production at Last Leg because we're at a different studio. Normally there's a sofa in my dressing room. But the dressing room at uh, this studio, which is a sports studio, is tiny yeah. because apparently retired footballers never go in their own dressing rooms. They don't like their own company, so they go straight to the green room. I
1: noticed that on like League of Their Own and things like that. Freddie and Jamie, You know, they're always like load of them all together. They don't like sitting they on their don't own. they like, team. They don't
0: like to be left with their own thought. They would not enjoy recording an audio book. Let's put it that way.
1: No, exactly. Oh, also, I... as well, for a lot of them, that's the first time they
0: they know what's in it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're finding out as the reader is. A lot of them get Alistair McGowan to do it, as them. Um, <laughs> so I had to ask for a... Um, I've had to ask for a temporary bed to be put in my dressing room, Rob. Oh, so you can? Oh, I've seen the photo. It's like yeah. It so I just sent you the photo. Yeah. So it's an inflatable single mattress. <laughs> yeah. So this is my bedding now. This is so my how, bedroom.
1: How often are you getting to lie in this mattress?
0: I had half an hour's nap yesterday afternoon. Okay, so it's not like you get there at midday and sleep till six. No. Because then I might as well not
1: turn up to work. Like, but... (laughs) But whenever you get 20... So on your lunch break, you basically go to sleep on the floor. I go
0: to sleep on the floor of my dressing room. there's that
1: fridge above your head. I wouldn't feel comfortable with
0: that. No, well, exactly. Imagine Roy Keane sitting in there. Bear in mind, Rob. My dressing room is so small that the mattress is pressed up against both walls at either end. Like, there's no room.
1: Josh, you look like you've been sex
0: trafficked. (laughs) (laughs) So... That's that's what I do in my life now. I live basically in this small room where I sleep <laughs> in the afternoons. So you you could have been in Tokyo in a lovely hotel in room. Tokyo, I know they have small rooms in Tokyo, but this is this is a new level. <laughs> and I'm so tired, Rob. And so are you doing? You're not doing much parenting in the morning. So I get up. I'm getting up, yeah, because I want to see my school children. Run? That's the thing. Oh, I haven't done the school run. No, no. But this morning I did help my daughter. Her two best friends are leaving nursery today, Rob, to go oh, to school. No. Yeah, because she's not going to... Till- no, she's not going to next year because she's she's just the wrong side of the um the September cutoff.
1: Oh, so she's gonna be really old when she goes to school, yeah, isn't she's she? She's twenty four. Um You're like you know what you are, you're like damp. You just sneak up on me with jokes. You I'm think so it's you, out of nowhere. No, it's funny. It's really good stuff, Josh. Great delivery out of nowhere, but I can't see it coming. You don't think it's coming and then it's there again. It's there
0: again. Just when you least expect it. <laughs> when you least
1: expect it. You come out of nowhere, exhausted, croaky voice. Just no, to, no, I'm doing it myself. I don't
0: remember saying it.
1: No, it's just muscle, it's just falling out of you. You've got nothing left to give. You're like an old retired boxer that's still got a haymaker. It comes at you slow, but it's still got the power.
0: So, I, um, (laughs) this morning I was making cards for her friends, it was their last day. She was fine emotionally, I started crying, Rob. (laughs) I just started crying because they were leaving. They're not my friends. Well, do, you know, do, you, do you know them? Do, you, like, do you they come know, around? I'm not, I'm not to go for a pint with, but I know that Come on, they're 24. They know the way around <laughs> yeah, the Lamborghini. Yeah, exactly. I know them. Yeah, they're very nice like, and they're very nice young girls. But they're four. That
1: sounds weird. Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> they're very lovely girls. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you say, you cannot say that young girls are nice. That sounds like an absolute pervert. The, the, no, they're very, they're very they're, lovely They're very young good women. friends
0: to my daughter. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's a good way of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I just burst into tears because they were leaving um, nursery. What did what did your daughter say? When well, she got the, she didn't even really notice, I don't think, because I, <laughs> she was too kind of interested in sticking this stuff to the card. Yeah. I'm just crying away about the sands of time slipping between my fingers.
1: So basically what we're saying is we've done no parenting this week, really, because of work. We've done bits of it, but we've both emotionally had a
0: breakdown. Uh, yeah, you've broken down in a, in a sound booth, and I'm <laughs> sleeping on a floor and bursting into tears about two <laughs> four-year-olds.
1: And I thought my life turned out well. Yeah, this is success, Rob. <laughs> this is what success tastes like. It tastes like
0: salty There is gonna be recording of me having a panic attack on yeah, records. There's gonna be a recording of you oh. having a panic attack, and there's CCTV of me in on a fucking Lilo that doesn't fit in a room. <laughs> Listening to a John and Ellis podcast so that I could go to sleep. It looks
1: like Boston. it looks like prison for kid teenagers, where it's not as bad no. as prison, but it's, you haven't got prisoners would have more in their cell than that. At least an Xbox and a telly. I, I
0: I I didn't think that being in TV would involve if needing to work in your dressing room, having to stand up your Lilo so that you could pull your chair out <laughs> to sit at the desk. <laughs> a lilo, and then oh I production. I was like, Are they gonna? Can I leave my Lilo in my dressing room overnight? There's no one else. Because okay. I don't want, like, tomorrow. Steve You're McManaman. I'm pumping it up every day, no, no, are you? No, but what if they move my dressing room? Steve McManaman walks in. He's got my Lilo. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he would love that. He'd love it, he'd, yeah. He'd probably have to go and try and find John Barnes to share it with.
1: <laughs> Can't lay on it his own. Oh, so is she, is she all right about the kids moving, though? But you just, it's just She doesn't
0: seem to give a shit.
1: No. The thing is, that is I think Paloma Faith said it on this show. The kids are much more hardy than the parents. We're the problem. Yeah, of course. They don't
0: care. They, they couldn't, couldn't give, give a, a fuck. fuck. And I'm crying away as we make a picture with pressed flowers.
1: I think this is normal, though, but I just don't think people normally talk about it.
0: Yeah, I hope I, so. You know,
1: if you go to the pub, you know, how was your week? You were, you know, like, oh, I burst into tears
0: making a card for my daughter's friends. <laughs> okay, all right. But then I toughened up after I'd had my nap on the floor of a dressing room. <laughs> How's the audiobook going, Rob? Yeah,
1: up and down. <laughs> Getting, getting some words done, getting crunching
0: through those pages.
1: Jesus oh, Christ. What are we doing? All oh, right, some Instagrams.
0: Should we do some Instagram? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: And then we'll do small business shout outs. And then um, we'll um, we'll rack up for this. We did have here something else
0: to tell you, but I can't remember what it is. You can save it for Friday. I don't know if i will still be with us on Friday, Rob.
1: Oh, I've got some Japanese children's stories here. Have you? We're talking about Tokyo and the Paralympics. Here we go, yeah. look. This is from Eleanor. My youngest son's dad is Japanese. We are separated, but very good mates. He has insisted that I must keep our little boy Ken's umbilical cord in a special box. Oh, no. If Ken ever goes to war, question mark, he must take a piece of it with him for protection as a connection to his mother and the other piece must be buried with me when I die.
0: Oh, my God. Apparently, this is is a tradition in Japan. Yeah, well, fair enough. I'm not going to obviously have a go at the Japanese tradition, but... Oh, that actually, is a- do you
1: know? What, actually, I am. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much yeah. admin. He's gone to yeah. war. Make sure you've got a gun, not an umbilical cord. Going
0: to war with an umbilical cord. I know <laughs> that in
1: Literally your pocket, the last thing you need. Right, I've got me water bowl, backpack, gun, bit of my mum's body, <laughs> and my body. I don't know where the car is.
0: That thing when you're going to war and you're chopping the umbilical cord into two and deciding which bit to keep. Oh. Well,
1: basically, this is Eleanor says. Periodically, when he comes to see the kids, he does a cord check
0: to make sure I still have got it, what? just in case there's a war. Why doesn't he keep hold of it? And then, if Ken Junior goes to war, then he'll be I able don't to know if his dad's called Ken as well. Well, who's Ken? Ken's the kid. I'm oh, sorry, I don't ken was ken.
1: The kid. No, ken no. Yeah, obviously, I didn't want to bring it up, but Ken for a Ken for a baby is funny, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so, anyway, so what they've said is so. So then Eleanor said, "So, as if a couple of years is a big deal, I have to keep it for eternity. The umbilical cord is literally going to be buried with me.
0: But surely the dad can't vet that. That's Japan. <laughs> the dad can't vet that. The mum dies. The dad, the dad who they've since split up, can't go. You're going to have to bury that umbilical
1: cord. I do think if you get separated, some maybe some of the traditions, because that's a tradition for the mum and the son." Yeah. You can't start bowling. I mean, I don't want to get involved. I don't know. I mean, look, I'm wading into a big Japanese patriarchy here. Yeah. Do you know in Japan, things? Japan, that if you get a cab home from work after a work night out, they drop off the most senior person first, and it goes down in hierarchy, not where everyone lives.
0: Yeah. Out of respect. I, I, I don't know what, whether I should have implemented that on my tour.
1: Definitely, yeah. I think that's allowed on the tour, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah, but I, I'm just too polite, Rob. Or just get someone who lives near you. But I do, Yeah.
1: No, no. If, if you go past their house, that's fine. Don't go out their way. You're just a Japanese guy when it comes to touring. Well, I'm. I'm not. I want to be, but I ha-
0: I'm. I'm too polite. That's too the polite. problem. I'm too I do polite. think
1: dropping dropping someone off when they live in Walthamstow and you live in East London, I would do that. Yeah. And drop them off first. Yeah. I think that is fair, and I think you're a good man for that.
0: Thanks, mate. I do I think
1: that burying your child with an umbilical cord, or I, yeah, bur- that, burying that's, yourself. That's, that's a different level. I think the mum different... gets the
0: umbilical cord when
1: yeah. Imagine
0: forgetting it at the funeral. Oh, oh no. my God. I'm where just someone back up to pop the umbilical cord. What straight. drawer is I think, I think it? I think it's in the spare key drawer. Where, 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 <laughs> where is it? it? It's by the batteries. Well, I just don't understand why she's got a key. I suppose you don't want to hand over your umbilical cord to your ex. I don't think that's the
1: top of your list. No. There's other things going on there, isn't it? Like yeah. the dog, who gets the car. The CDs. That
0: kind of stuff.
1: The house. Yeah. The, 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 the CDs was a bad example. The CDs. But when you got divorced in 97. <laughs>
0: um, right. Um, here we go. We've got... <laughs> Who's going to get the copy of Jagged Little Pill by Lardis Morissette? Um, so, your references are
1: mental. That's such a... I forgot that, that existed, 90 but, 97. I no, but I No, but no, I'm saying it's a good one. All How right. you can go to 1997, pick out an album I forgot existed, and not only do I remember it, I know it as a huge album, and it's got a mental name. <laughs> that is peak That <laughs> You don't get better than that. Do you know what I mean? That's like Beckham curling one in straight on someone's nut. <laughs> that is vintage Widdicombe. Thanks, mate. Alanis said, jagged little pill. He's on fire, the guy. <laughs> he's so go. tired. Um, right, he's so tired. Here we go. Um, um, just want to back up Rob's story about how hot it was at the Lion King. I was at the same performance as Rob and I'm eight months pregnant and had to climb to the cheap seats at the top. Needless to say, I was a climb. sweaty mess. Climb, well, I think there's stairs. Yeah. She might have a bit of the pooling quirk about her. Yeah. Um, and to climb to the cheap seats at the top. And to be fair, it is steep. So if you're eight months pregnant, that is a that is a climb, I'd say. Yeah. I'm back,
0: I'm backtracking. Do you see that, Josh? Completely yeah, backtracking yeah, um, now. Oh, yeah, she's eight months pregnant. I've forgotten she was eight months pregnant. Yeah, I take if it. If she's back. eight
1: months pregnant, that is a climb. If you're yeah. not pregnant, get over it, get exercising, yeah. stop whinging. But I'm gonna let Laura from Werving off here. She's pregos. Need, needless to say, I was a sweaty mess before the show even started. I've been a fan of the podcast from the very beginning and loved every episode. Please keep us all parenting. Keep all parents laughing and on the edge of sanity. Talking of being hot, Josh, mm. I had another terrible experience when I went to the View Cinema in Eltham. I yeah. love the View Cinema. I think you're they've such got... a celeb, aren't you, Rob? The View <laughs> Cinema in Eltham. The View in Bromley has got the best seats ever. They're like lazy boys, right? But... The ones in Eltham isn't as good, right? I'll be honest with you, the View. I don't want to throw this to Also, it's very steep and it was very hot. Yeah. I went on a summer's evening to watch Avengers and it was complete. I forgot how full cinemas are on a weekend in the evening because yeah. normally I go, you know, midday in an industrial estate in Cardiff on tour, right? Yeah. I I, a- I'm glad clock. you added on tour. It just sounded oh, no, I like. I don't go
0: there normally. That's one, of, that's one of your things. Yeah. Also,
1: I really enjoyed that yawn mid anecdote. Don't worry I'm about so it. so fucked, Rob.
0: <laughs> Get on your Lilo. Anyway, let me finish this
1: Right. So we went to Elton View. Uh, my mate Jack will vouch for this, yeah. It was full and it was steep. And I had a coat on me, right? And then I bought some ice cream, okay? like mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's little ice cream tub. And I walked up and I had, literally, as I walked into the the uh, the cinema, I'd sweat on my forehead. You know, it immediately starts beating yeah, up. Yeah. And then I got there. And then as I sat down, my my ice cream was already melting, right? And I couldn't get my coat off because the seats were so so tight I was sweating to put it dripped off my nose into my ice cream and I was speed eating because it was basically turning into a drink anyway i got uh, at the end I had to drink it before the film even started and then eventually I couldn't get my coat off so I sat there sweating and just slept through the whole thing woke up and I looked like I've been to the gym I had to wring my shirt out and I missed the whole
0: film have I ever told you about the first time I went to the cinema (laughs) what they were down in Devon meet yeah stop me if I've told you (laughs) <laughs> I went to see Ghostbusters 2, right? Classic. Yeah, I was very excited. I bought a Ghostbusters 2 jumper to go to see in Ghostbusters 2. Love, I love merch. Yeah. Keep yeah. talking. And then, so we went to the Alexandra Cinema in uh, Newton Abbott, which is a... <laughs> <laughs> Shithole. Is it a it Or well, is it cute now? Newton Abbott's where Charlie Baker's from. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I didn't know he lived in downtown Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Newton Abbot, I wouldn't describe as the nicest town in Devon, but I wouldn't describe it as the worst. It's but kind of... it's got a great cinema. Newton Abbot, Alexander Theatre, cinema, is it? Yeah. It's, uh, Let's uh, yeah. have a little look
1: at it. it I don't think it's It looks still like though, a church.
0: It? Yeah, it's a one screen. It's a one screener and it's tiny. It's got Paw Patrol on at midday, then Candyman at five yeah. and at eight. If you'd said it's still got Ghostbusters 2 on, I wouldn't have been completely surprised. Let's put it that yeah, way. it
1: doesn't look, it's not really a cinema in the sense of like a multiplex. It's, de- no. it's basically an old church that they've converted, isn't it? Yes. but it, it's, it's all red fa- and velvety though. Know. It must have been exciting to go as a child. Well, it yes, looks like a cinema. The problem was, Rob. It doesn't look like a cinema, Josh.
0: So, no, I didn't know what a cinema looked like. I'd never been to a cinema. It's a church. It's a cinema. It's a cinema. It's not a, cin- it's, not a ch- it's a church or a telly. It's it's the church of Hollywood. A cinema. <laughs>
1: Right. Okay. Yes, of course. So you went there.
0: Yeah. And I was going with my friend Thomas Bosons and his family, the Bosonses, right? Oh, the old Bosos. The Bosos. Yeah. And um, they'd all been to the cinema before. Yeah. I'd never been to the cinema. I was embarrassed I'd never been to the cinema before. Right? Mm. So I pretend you? about, well, whenever that came out, about seven or eight, maybe. Okay. So I lied and said I'd been to the cinema before. <laughs> Which you think you could get away with, right? Yeah. But I gave it away uh, when we all sat down. And I was a foot higher than everyone else because I hadn't realised that the seat's folded down. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: With your massive blonde afro as well.
0: <laughs> just way above everybody else on so, top of the seat. So you're sat
1: there and are you thinking, oh, I'm a bit high. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Did they tell you or did you work it well, out? Oh no. Due to the balancing, it then just
0: it then just. <laughs> you just felt your balance. It fl- I was balanced on top. Like watching a film on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah it just flipped down yeah and amazingly it flipped down and i was then sat on the seat in a normal manner it was non- <laughs> <laughs> it like you was doing a kickflip yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh josh but that but you managed to style it out i styled it out i don't know whether they ever realized that i'd never been to the cinema before but oh. that stayed with it. you should never lie rob never lie always be
1: honest always be honest um, I think we've been honest and I think to be fair we've done pretty well here considering we've d- done very little parenting because of work commitments this week um, We've, I think we've done a good episode Josh
0: yeah I think it's been excellent
1: I've got a um, small business shout out should we do some of those yeah
0: let's do a small business shout yeah. out
1: this is from Chloe Cockett that's a tough name at school isn't it Chloe Cockett literally spelled cock with an E-double T oh at least um, it's E-double T rather than I-T true it could have been worse it could yeah. have been a lot worse um okay to rob and josh um i would love you to give my boyfriend small business a shout out. <laughs> it's just my boyfriend small Cocket. a small <laughs> i would love you to give my boyfriend small Cocket a shout out no i'd love you to give my boyfriend small business a shout out he has a wet fish <laughs> it's a wet fish sorry thank you i don't know why it's making me laugh cock a wet fish just make right here we go I would love you to give my boyfriend small business a shout out. He has a wet fish shop slash fishmongers called Cod and Lobster located in Scarborough. The shop sells a wide range of fresh fish and lots of shellfish, live lobsters, live crab, dress crab, oysters and more. People can check us out on both Instagram at Cod and Lobster, on Facebook at Cod and Lobster Scarborough. He opened the shop at the end of April 2021. He did the majority of work himself and he has worked so hard on it. I'm so proud of him. If oh. you ever both venture up north, be sure to pop in and I'm sure we can sort you both out with amazing fresh seafood. Thank you, Chloe Cockett. Big shout out to Cod and Lobster on Instagram and Facebook. There we
0: go. And do you know what, Rob? Yeah. I think we can all say you read that out very well. Um, <laughs> some of us were worried about how it was going to turn out.
1: Yeah, that was okay. I read it out. I See, I'm not good at reading out, am I?
0: I thought you did a good job.
1: Well, yeah, but that was a that was one paragraph about a, a, a fishmonger's. Imagine
0: seventy thousand I'm, words I'm about your say life, it, Rob. I was I was definitely going to get the audiobook. after listening to that last thirty seconds. I'm less sure. I might I might just read the I might just read the what? hard copy. Just read it unless just... you want a crying man talking at you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think they'll put the crying in. Oh, I'm on Cod and Lobster Instagram. Looks blinding. Well done. Is it a wet? I didn't know they now called a wet wet fish shop. What's a wet fish shop? Well, she said wet fish shop slash uh fishmonger. Is wet fish shop trying to be like posh rather than well, I don't monger? know. I mean You absolute fishmonger. No one's ever called anything else a monger, are they? Ironmonger, fishmonger. Iron banter monger
0: banter, bantermonger. Yeah. Laughmonger.
1: I'm a laughmonger. you, I'm a laugh, are you I'm a, a laugh I'm a panic monger. I'm a crying monger. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a panic cry go monger But it happens to the best of us people. It does.
0: It's all about the comeback. Do you know what? I'll tell you about a funny panic. On Friday, Rob, I'll tell you about where I had a panic attack once, and you'll enjoy that. Go on. Hi, Rob and Josh. Love your podcast. Yeah. I pre-ordered both your books today after listening to the episode where Josh read the top 10 list in the Sunday Times. Josh, I am committed to helping you keep your stiff neck and beat the (laughs) Anglo-Saxons. Yes. I wanted to ask if you could give my mum's business a shout-out. She's a retired family chiropractor based in Maidstone, Kent. Recently launched her company, Baby Support Group. It does what it says on the tin, really. Provide support to parents or babies, or parents of babies, specifically, nought to six months. It's five pounds a session for two hours of talking, bonding, and her answering your questions. That would be very helpful at that stage, I think. Oh, nice. These topics are guided by the parents, and the atmosphere is so relaxed and supportive. Any kids are welcome, too. Her mission is to pass on 30 years of experience working with families to parents who are maybe a bit scared at the reality of parenthood and how little they know. She has so much knowledge, so much to give, and is honestly amazing. I would love to see lots of love directed her way. The website is www.babysupportgroup.com. Lovely. And she's a retired chiropractor. A chiropractor will sort your stiff oh, neck out, mate, Josh. I need that. Yeah. And so it's worrying that Amanda has said I'm committed to helping you keep your stiff neck. That's the absolute opposite no. of what our
1: mum is wanting to do. Next time you're down in Bromley, you go and see my man Adil and he'll sort your neck out, mate. Chiropractor extraordinaire. There we go. Um, he'll sort your neck out. Um, right. Thank you very much for listening, people. We'll be back on Friday with another episode. Until then, um, just sort of, you know, live your life, basically. Yeah. And if you're having a panic attack, don't worry. You can come back again the next day. It's all exactly. right. Exactly. If there's no enemy within, the eminent enemy outside can do you no harm. That's the saying, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, also if you go to a cinema, do do put the seats down. That'd yeah. be my tip. And unfortunately I had lots of enemy with him that day, which is not ideal yeah.
1: for that quite. Um, see you on Friday. Bye.